If you're in the upstate of South Carolina, I know that you're going to enjoy this episode where we speak with Philip Sessions. He's a speaking and communications coach, and he's also hosting the Upstate Small Business Conference here in a couple weeks. So if you're not driving, please go to www.upstatesbc, that's S for small, B for business, C for conference.com, and check out the event. There's just going to be a wealth of knowledge and speakers. Uh, Yours truly will actually be there talking about how to build value you in your business. And there'll be some networking with other entrepreneurs. And it's just going to be a great, great time. And also, even if you're not in the upstate of South Carolina, check out the show notes for the link to have your 30-minute consultation with Philip about any topic communication related so that he can just help you to get your message out better, whether it be on social media, public speaking, or any other communication role. We really hope that you enjoy this episode. This is the Weekly Wealth Podcast with certified financial planner, David Chudik, where we discuss the wealth building mindsets and tactics that can help you to build and maintain wealth for you, your family, and your business. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Weekly Wealth Podcast. My name is David Chudik, and I am a certified financial planner with Parallel Financial. And what that means is I help my clients to make the right financial decisions for them for the reasons that are important to them. So if there's anything that's keeping you up at night with regard to your money, email me, david at parallelfinancial.com. We can sit down for a few minutes, whether it be in person or virtual, and just see if there are any next steps for you. Uh, today, I'm I'm just super excited because we're going to talk about a subject that I love. And and one of the reasons I got into podcasting is I believe in communication and it could have such a huge impact on your life, on your business, on your relationships and all parts of your life. So Philip Sessions is going to talk to us today about public speaking. And that's a topic I think a lot of people have some some death fears on and, and other people are really, uh, really good at it. But I just think it's so important that we improve our communication skills. So, uh, hey, Philip, how are you? Hey, David, thanks for having me. I'm doing amazing. How about yourself? You know, I'm just living a dream. You look, uh, you look at life sometimes and you say, what the heck did I do to deserve this? There are so many people with just problems in this world. And um, I know when you and I were talking last week, you have this beautiful little girl who looks like she's not being starved to death. And, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm a couple of <laughs> years older, but I went through the same thing with, with kids and, and family and life is just good. So I'm, I'm, I'm just blessed to be where I am. It is, man. And it's totally different being a dad now and everything. Going into marriage was a totally different world than being single. And then being a dad is just another completely different world. It's just amazing. And just life keeps getting more and more amazing and definitely blessed just like you as well with even with the minor problems we have every, all the blessings overpower all those. Yep. Not, not a question. I have an 18 year old. Um, actually he just turned 19 and I have twins that are, that are, uh, they'll be 15 in a few weeks. So I went through two babies at once. So when I knew, and whenever anybody would complain about being busy with one baby, I was like, dude, I did that with two at a time. So you just, uh, my beautiful wife nursed two at a time. So let's, uh, let's give oh, props, where props are due. So, yeah. Yeah. I had a buddy that his, his wife is, he, she did a lot of pumping. I think she was nursing as well, but she definitely did pumping in there with, with twins. And he was, he said that she did a pumping power hour. I'm wow. like, Oh man, that sounds terrible. Full time when you got right twins there. and you try to breastfeed them, yep. I mean, or give them breast milk, whatever it, 
yeah, you got to be doing crazy stuff like that. And they were both up all the time with two, you know, one boy, one girl and everything. So I can't imagine because we, we didn't do the breastfeeding, but you know, but for a short stint and we went over to formula, but we switched back and forth. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, totally yeah. different. So we were able to still keep up with some sleep. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, tell me a little bit about what you do kind of on the speaking coaching front and, and, and maybe just touch on what we're working on with, uh, with the upstate uh, business owners event coming up in, in, uh, in the summer. Yeah. So basically what I do is meet people where they're at. So whether they're just trying to get into speaking, they're just trying to get that confidence, but what I do is help position them to be able to get onto stage and actually get on those stages as well. So what I do is help them with their social media content, getting more comfortable behind the camera, speaking properly. If they're preparing for an actual speech, helping them with that as well, giving that outside perspective, and then ultimately building up this real, if you will, and not the reels, like we think 30 seconds or a minute on Instagram and stuff like that, but helping you get a speaker's reel together so that people can go look at your resume or your business card, which is social media now Mm -hmm. and having that presence and really helping small business owners with that and creating that communication, getting more comfortable speaking your message, and then ultimately creating impact based on what it is that you're an expert in. And so what you and I are going to be a part of, and uh, and I thank you for being a speaker on this conference that we're going to do is the Upstate Small Business Conference. And so what it is, it's going to be for small businesses that are trying to get better in different areas. We'll talk about different areas, not just speaking, and we'll, but we'll talk about different areas, systems and processes, how to get better at marketing, and how to know your product, what product should you go into and things of that nature, really helping you out to get better as that small business owner to get your business more established as well as Q&A. So you'll be able to ask a lot of questions, get a lot of answers directly about things that you have questions on, get to know the speakers and all the other small business owners in the upstate because we'll have networking opportunities over lunch and then after the event as well for you to be able to participate in. So a ton of value packed into one full day of six speakers coming out to speak to you about different topics to help you with your small business. Yep, absolutely. I have such a heart for the small business owners because what we do, it's all encompassing. I mean, we have to be the plumber, we have to be the tradesman, we have to be mm-hmm. the HR department, we have to be the bill paying department. Um, so so there's a lot that we have to do. So I, I, I love the entrepreneurs of the world, but I know that entrepreneurs can get overwhelmed. Um, overwhelmed at times, but, um, but yeah, but let's talk a little bit about public speaking. Like, I mean, what is public speaking? How do you define that? First of all, you know, people think, well, I've never spoken in front of 30,000 people in a stadium, Mm -hmm. but that's probably not what we're talking about with public speaking. Is it? No, no. And that's what usually people think about. They think about being on that big stage with the lights and the, the microphone right in front of you, but it's really public speaking is by definition, if somebody can hear you that you're not directly talking to. So if somebody is hearing our conversation right here, David, that's public speaking. So even if you are in a one-on-one conversation, you're out to lunch, you're at the food mall and you're eating there at the mall, food at the food court, wherever it is, if somebody can overhear your conversation, that is technically public speaking. Now, obviously we don't think of it that way because it's like, well, now they're just, they're 
peeping in on my conversation. They're not, they shouldn't be listening, sure. but that is by definition, public speaking, but even meetings, having a presentation, doing a webinar, whatever it is, if there's more than one person listening in on your conversation, on you speaking, that is public speaking. So by definition, it's more than one person listening to you speak, you're speaking to the public. Okay. And why do you think people get freaked out at the thought of speaking in front of even five or 10 or 15 or, you know, hundreds of people? Uh, what is so scary about that? Because they're afraid of how they're going to look, how, how they're perceived. I'm afraid of how you are going to perceive me when I come up to speak to you on stage. If okay. I start, um, 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 lose track of my thoughts and stumble on words and everything, people are afraid of what people think about them. But the funny thing is, nobody's really thinking about you. Nobody yeah. really cares about you. And unless if you're saying, um, 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 every single to the point where it's word, annoying, but people don't yeah, notice that one that's um. when people may say something or be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that Philip guy. He, oh, he speaks so terribly, but otherwise they're more impressed because you're actually willing to get in front of them to speak. So really what it comes down to, in my opinion, and what I, talk through a lot of people with is getting over yourself because we're it's our ego that gets in the way we think oh man everybody's going to judge me if i'm not perfect and all of this mm -hmm. stuff but those little imperfections that's what actually makes you unique and that's what makes people actually be attracted so people don't you. actually think that i'm perfect like they're not going to be surprised if i make a small mistake you know <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, David, I do have to let you know that you are not perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, what's interesting. When I first started podcasting, I posted my first episode on mm. a, a podcasting Facebook group and said, Hey, anybody want to give any feedback? Now, if you're like me or anybody else is like me, you hear your voice and you're like, that is horrible. I yeah. hate my voice and I've gotten used to it now, but um, and somebody responded that you have a wonderful speaking voice, which I would never, I still don't believe, but this was a person that I'll never meet. It was just, you know, it's nobody that's trying to build me up. So what I perceived as something horrible, other people's like, that's just normal. It's just what you sound like. So I'm, you know, yeah. you're kind of afraid of people are going to hear how horrible I sound. Well, guess what? People hear that all the time and it's just normal to, to, to them to, to hear me or to hear you. So. Yeah. One mm -hmm. person I always like to point out when people say that is Tony Robbins. Mm -hmm. Everybody pretty much knows Tony Robbins. He has a weird voice. He knows it. Uh, but look how many people he's impacted. Look at the amazing speaker he is. You get past that. You don't worry about that because the content is so worthwhile to listen to. He's mm -hmm. so impactful and he's actually teaching you something. So right then and there, that blows that excuse out of the water. You yep. don't sound weird like that. And even if you do, as long as you are creating value and really impacting people, people are going to gloss over that. Another example, Andy Frazella, especially back in the day, he used to cuss so much more. And I don't really like cussing. I don't, I don't do it myself. If you do it a little bit, it's whatever. I don't really care. But this dude, and he's a mentor of mine, but I mean, he cussed a ton. And at first I'm like, I can't get past it. And I finally... I was like, man, like just, I just need to be focused on what he's saying, mm -hmm. the messages that he's bringing. And at the time he was really talking about business. Now he's kind of gotten into politics and stuff. I still enjoy it, but not, that's neither here nor there. But 
I finally just listened to what the message was and filtered right. out all those curse words. And he just was true to himself. Sure. And that's what you have to be as well. Gary Vee is another one. Yep. He's turned down plenty of speaking opportunities because they said, hey, we'll pay you $100,000 a speaking gig, which is the top pay for most speakers. And that's crazy. $100,000 speak for an hour. And he turned it down because they told him you can't cuss if you come here. And hey, part of he who he is. Down. And it's part of a, what works for him. And and the thing is, yeah. if that bothers you as the audience, guess what? Not everybody is for everybody. And that's yep. okay. And also. you have to speak. Yeah, you have to be true to yourself. Because if you're just trying to be for everybody, you're going to be for nobody. Yep. 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 He, um, you know, if Gary B is dro not dropping <laughs> F-bombs, he's not being Gary V. And and then yeah. he's not not his um not his authentic self. So, yep. so, so why do you think public speaking is so important to master? With the digital age now, I mean, COVID to me really showed a lot of that too, but the digital age, we see everybody's on social media and with COVID now we're on zoom calls, we're on teams calls, we're on whatever other video conference calls that you, you participate in. You're constantly in front of a camera and having to speak. And with social media, with small businesses, this is the fastest way for you to get that know, like, and trust besides obviously having the conversations with people. You have to have real conversations as well. But as we see all these, these gurus on social media, they'll post and flex up next to their Lamborghini or on their yacht and stuff yeah. like that, the helicopter, airplane, whatever. They're just showing pictures. It's a highlight in, honestly, they're renting, most of them are renting these things. They don't even own them but they're right. flexing in front of it. And so for you to really show that you are who you are, get on a video. Of course, you can still edit it and polish it and make it look like it's not you. Look at the 50 million filters that are out there on everything. You can still filter yourself, yeah. but you can't get away from your message. Eventually, you're going to get caught up and caught off guard and you're going to speak and it's going to slip if you're lying on every single one. So video content to me is a great way for you to build that know, like, and trust factor, which is what every customer needs. They need to know, like, and trust you. So if you can do videos and speak, that's what, how you're going to get that know, like, and trust faster and to be able to get people to buy into your products, buy into your services, buy into you as a personal brand and help catapult your your business absolutely speaking of filters um i use the hair thinning and the double chin filter so uh just to, to so no i wish that nice. uh, it's that's, it's that's not, uh, not it's not working too well man i don't see thin hair and i don't see a double chin there so. you go <laughs> well cool no that's awesome and and i think that the other part of of public speaking and just confidence in general is I assume you, like everybody else in the world, has some, you know, some part of your physical appearance or there's something that you're self-conscious about that nobody else would even notice. Isn't it important just to, to say, uh, you know, nobody notices that, you know, I may weigh five pounds more than I should, or nobody notices a hairline or, you know, there's, there's all kinds of, of, of areas where we have a little, little sensitivity, but nobody really cares, do they? No, no. And even then, that's that's the thing. If you talk about that as well, now, this is something that's hard, whether I don't know which way to really go, to be honest, when I direct the clients I work with and everything to do you just come right out and talk about it just to put it out there in the open. I think overall, it's better to do that. 
now some comedians they'll sit there and kind of bash themselves about being fat or whatever should you do that kind of depends on the situation sure but should you shy away from it no because sometimes like obviously the 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 overweight comedians it's obvious they're overweight (laughs) but you know for that's part of why they're funny too but yeah exactly exactly but that's them that's what relates them with people so if they're they're overweight so if they talk about man i went to this buffet man this is the best buffet you know it's a good buffet when there's there's six other over 300 pound people there Mm -hmm. that's a good buffet now if you see a bunch of skinny people at that buffet that ain't no good buffet and you're like dude this guy knows what he's talking about he's a big you would be a good fat comedian too that was (laughs) but but see that's the thing but if i try and say it as a skinny person i'm like oh man that's the best place to eat you're like yeah really do you really eat like are you sure like i think i think you skipped the buffet i think you're you're too healthy so you're not you're not going to believe me as much as somebody else. So, so play into who you are, play into that sure. uniqueness of you. You don't necessarily directly call it out, but that uniqueness that you have, that little quirk that you have, other people have that. And that's how they're going to relate with you. Yeah. There was for a while, if we've got some goats here at the house and just on my stories, I'd kind of post about the goats and stuff like that. And people would say, Oh, where's the coats at? They'd ask about the goats and all this stuff. And it was just something unique that, I happen to have goats at the house that other people don't or now with my daughter, like you mentioned at the beginning, I was feeding my daughter last time we were talking on the phone. That's something I can relate with people. Mm-hmm. I can relate with parents. Now I'm not just this young kid or this now married kid, but single when I first started on videos and everything, but now I have a kid. And so people can relate with that. And that's something they could talk to me about. Mm-hmm. So the more relatable you can become the better. So talk about those quirks, maybe not every single video, but don't shy away from them. Yeah. You know, one thing that I've always found with influence. So if you're, if you're someone who, who I'm trying to influence in a positive way, whether you're Mm -hmm. uh, a client who needs to make some difficult financial decisions and maybe stop spending so much money or, or a child or a team member, I think one way to, to exert influence is to show some, some sameness. So, Hey, Philip, I mean, I know, you know, we're talking about budgets and, and it's hard to stay within that budget. And trust me, I know I have kids and it's hard for me not to spend too much money, but look, if we want to retire, we got to put, you know, we did these calculations and you need to save $782 a month. And, and I get it. It's tough. And I, I blew my budget last month, but we, we got to figure out a way to do it because that's me showing kind of my weakness, which makes you feel like, like, like you're not alone and, and it's not, you need to be strong like me and have perfect finances and, or else you'll never succeed. Do you, do you agree that kind of showing your weakness helps with influence? Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. Cause yeah, I mean, of course you as the speaker or in your case, the, the financial advisor, you need to be that person's just a little bit better. But if you're mm-hmm. always on this pedestal and I'm mightier than thou and everything, people aren't going to be able to relate with you. They're not going to want to work with you because they're going to feel like, well, he can't relate with me or she can't relate with me. Mm-hmm. So you talking about that and being like, you know, I understand how hard it is to be on a budget. I mean, we blew the budget last month. Just some stuff came up that was kind of out of our control, or maybe, you know, we gave into some temptation and we wanted to go out and splurge. And so we went out and splurged, but it wasn't in the budget, but it's okay because we're going to get back on track because we have this plan. And that's why we have this plan in place. So you can understand where we need to go and how we need to do things. Cause if you don't have a plan in place, 
then we don't mm -hmm. know if we're doing right. great or if we're not doing great. So that's why we have this plan in place. It's not about now you're in this box and you got to stay in this little box and never get outside that box because you have to be perfect. But this is the perfect case scenario and what we're striving to go after. And so the same with speaking, the same with communicating, talking about what's wrong in everything. And and something that you can do as well is just talk about your day, talk about what's going on, because as you're positioning yourself as an expert through your videos on social media, one of the things to help you relate with people is being just like them. That's yep. what you want people to say, especially on your stories, maybe not your polished content, if you will, that goes on your feed, but your stories where people can say, oh man, I'm just like David, man. I, I struggle with that same thing with my budget. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it just happens. I go over budget, but if you're constantly this perfect person that is always doing well and you're always hitting your budget and look, your investments are always going up by 50% every single yeah. month. It's like, really? Like, really? That, that yeah. doesn't seem realistic. And so same for me as a speaking coach sometimes, and I'll be honest, sometimes I worry about if I get on a podcast or do a video and I mumble or stutter or whatever like well i'm supposed to be the speaking coach i should be perfect but that's the thing i'm not perfect yep nobody is and it's gonna happen so i still post those videos to show that hey i'm a work in progress too and i'm not perfect and i'm not gonna expect you to be perfect uh yeah definitely show those imperfections don't yeah don't i guess exploit them don't sit there and, and put them on a pedestal and be like yeah look how imperfect i am because then you're losing your credibility mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> but definitely yeah. show them and have that but there's that balance because you talked about no like and trust well yeah i don't necessarily like people who are just so much better than me and i also yeah. don't trust people who don't you know mm -hmm. who are not honest because everybody has mm -hmm. weaknesses everybody has has some bad days um and if a financial advisor as an example, could never just give you some brief details about some of their financial failings. Well, mm -hmm. then it's hard, hard to, uh, hard to trust them. So, mm -hmm. well, let's talk, like, give me some action items, some things, some best practices to help me, to help you, to help all of our listeners to get better at public speaking, because this is important. And I've had, you know, we've all maybe been in a sales situation where a salesperson kind of looked down and they said, you don't want to buy this, do you? But I'll get in trouble if I don't ask you for the upsell. And then there's another salesperson who just very clearly uh, asks some questions and provides a solution that fits your needs. And then you just freaking buy what they're asking you to buy because it makes sense. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of communication. So give me some tips on, on public speaking and communication uh, skills. Yeah, first and foremost, and I really like that example you brought up, but that's that's a huge thing, having that confidence. So how do you have that confidence? Make eye contact. So in, th in this case, we're on a video conference or when you're doing a video Why is making eye phone. contact kind of awkward, though? I mean, it is yeah, like it, in real life, it's awkward. And, and do you have any tips on that? Yeah. So, so I'll go into that here in a second. So I appreciate you asking that as well, but make sure you're looking into that camera lens, oops, or looking into the lens on your, your phone. So you want to look actually into the lens and not at the camera it, or the, the face, the screen of the mm -hmm. phone or right. here on zoom, I can look down at it and I can look, I'm looking at you technically if you're watching this on video, but it looks like I'm not looking at you because right. I'm not looking at the camera lens. So make sure you look at that camera lens, but yes, you're right. You don't want to stare 100% of the time, even 
on a video conference like this, you want to be able to look away a little bit or kind of maybe just adjust the way you're looking as well. But if you're in person, you don't want to sit here and stare hundred percent and be big eyed and just looking as well. Cause that's very weird that I haven't blinked. I mean, I've blinked here, but that I'm sitting here not blinking and I'm just staring at you. So you want to make sure you do make some a little bit adjustments, transitions. So it doesn't look like you're staring at the person either. Cause that does come off as creepy and no longer is confident, but having that eye contact is a very important thing, especially going into that cell. Mm-hmm. Having that eye contact because if you start looking down, it says one of two things: either you you're not comfortable talking about this, mm-hmm. or you don't trust in the product. You don't have mm-hmm. confidence in that product or yourself if you're selling a service that you don't have confidence in that. And so that's the biggest thing is making that eye contact. Second thing, and I know everybody hates to hear this, but it's about practice. But really, you can practice at all times. You can practice all the time on your phone. Social media is there. It's free. I mean, just get on a podcast. Just do something and never post about it. But you have to practice. You cannot get better unless if you practice. And the third thing, which I think a lot of people overlook, which is great when you're first starting out, just talking about anything and everything. Who cares what it is that you talk about as long as you're doing something, getting that practice in. But then find out what that purpose is. Why are you actually speaking? And we actually talked about this at the beginning of the podcast. What's the purpose behind this podcast? I mean, if you have a podcast, if you have a message and you're just constantly, one day I'm talking about infinite banking and the next I'm talking about fitness. And then all of a sudden I'm talking about babies. You're like, what in the world does Philip even do? What is he talking about? Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand. So you have to make sure you stay focused on the one thing and don't, and it doesn't need to be a hundred percent because that's, that's also boring unless right. it's a business page specifically, but if it's your personal page, yes, it should be around financial stuff or it should be around speaking communication stuff. Yeah. But you need to have other things in there as well because it goes all the way back to the no like and trust thing. If all I know about you is that you're a financial advisor or a speaking coach, well, that's great. But there's plenty sure. of other speaking coaches. I need to know you. So are mm-hmm. you a family person? Are you a Christian? Are you a freedom advocate? You know, what are the things that you're into? Right. Are you in hiking? Let's talk about those some too, but they all need to kind of funnel back to who you are. And so the purpose of what you're building. So are you building that personal brand? Are you just on a business page and you're specifically talking about business? What is that? So having that purpose would be the third thing. So eye contact to build up that confidence, practicing, and then knowing the purpose and the why of what you're speaking about. So, so you mentioned something interesting and, and you mentioned, are you a Christian, which I am, are you a freedom fighter thing? Like those would turn some people off. So is that okay that you're just saying that, Hey, you know, if I reveal who I might've voted for and that, that alienates 50%, that's okay. Or, you know, how do you handle those kind of things as far, because there are a lot of really strong topics. I mean, you know, mask, no mask, vaccine, no vaccine. Mm-hmm. And there are people who might not be customers because of the opposite point of view. And what do you think about those, those topics? Cause we are divided, you know, right now mm-hmm. on a lot, a lot of different issues. Yeah. But no, that, that is, I mean, amazing question to ask, and you need to speak on those things. And I'm not saying, I'm not trying to say for either way or the other right now, but you need to speak 
for your truth because okay. again that makes you who you are that gets people to that goes back to the liking and trusting if you're one day you're you're all about masks and the next thing you're all against them it's very confusing it's like wh- which side are you changing on? yeah based yeah. on who you're talking like, to right yeah exactly and so i can never get to trust you because you're never who you are you don't stick to a certain value if you will and, and masks okay. to me should not be a value we stand on but let's say our faith if i'm one day i'm talking about god i love god the next day i'm like oh you know whatever god who cares like what like okay so he I don't know where he stands on his faith. I, I don't right. like that anymore. So being true to who you are and sticking to those topics, and even talking about them some is a big thing that you should talk about because as you get into business and at the beginning of business, it's tough because you're trying to just get clients in. You're trying to get sales. You're trying to bring in money to be able to feed your family or yourself or whatever. But as you get more successful, that's how you filter out people you work with. And that's the beauty of entrepreneurship and that's what makes entrepreneurship great because you get to work with who you want to right. and you're nine to five. You don't sure. You go to a job and you hope that you like your coworkers. You right. hope you like the work that you do, mm-hmm. but in entrepreneurship, you get to work with who you want to. So yes, speak out about those things that you're passionate about. Those passions come through and actually attract the right people. Because if you go into a room with a hundred people and you just talk about what you do and just generalities, mm-hmm. nobody's going to connect with you. But if you go super deep into details about who you are, what you're all about and the things that you do and what you can help as far as a service or product, people are going to resonate with you and they're going to want to work with you simply because of that. So yes, yeah. definitely dive into those. Don't shy away from them. And of course, I would say maybe some of those more touchy subjects, maybe don't bring them up as much. I mean, it just Mm -hmm. depends on you and how you want to go about it. But even then, like maybe if you you deep dive into it, there's some pretty crazy people out there that go one way or another on whatever topic it is, and you'll be able to reach them. And maybe that's who you're trying to reach. So really think about who you're trying to reach and really look long-term as well. You really need to take that dive on that and research into that for yourself. Where do I want to go with this long-term before you really start pigeonholing yourself into that? Cause we see where things come back up. I'll, I'll leave it at that instead of going out of the road, but things yeah. do come back up because of mm-hmm. social media. So be careful as well, what you talk about. Yeah. Everything's out there permanently. Yeah. It's interesting what you said about knowing, knowing your purpose, kind of the purpose of this podcast has always been uh, to develop the mindsets, the tactics and the strategies to help you to build and maintain wealth. And one of my underlying beliefs is that we all need to hire experts to help us with what we don't know. So I put together this podcast to literally talk to people like you um, about speaking that can help you to earn more money and be a better communicator. And we talk to health coaches and business coaches and things like that. We don't really do, quote, market updates because I believe, you know, my position is you need to really just hire me to handle that for you. Um, and, and not watch CNBC all day, but I'm bringing these other kind of soft skills um, to the audience. So in a way, that's what my communication medium of this podcast is doing is, is, is putting out my philosophy of how, how the type of financial advisor that I am. So it's just kind of interesting that I'm kind of doing what you said, even before I even met you. So yeah, yeah that's awesome. And I like that, that you do that with the podcast, because 
there is definitely a market for people that want to just hear about financial advice and stuff, but it doesn't sound like from our conversations, it doesn't sound like that's obviously you do financial and you love financial, but I think you like talking about business and talking to other people and not just talking about the stock market and the numbers. I want you to have a better life based on how, how you handle your money. And, um, you know, so you can take care of that little girl and everything. And if, if, if the S and P, you know, if we get you a percent more than the S and P and somebody else would have gotten you one and a half percent more, does that really matter? You know, we want to, we want to handle our money in a way that, that uh, enhances our lives and and, and the lives of Mm -hmm. those, those around us. So cool. Actually, that's a, that's a good point right there too, that you working with the people you want to work with it, Mm -hmm. even if you may lose out on millions of dollars, but you're probably going to be happier as well because you worked with a specific person. So yes, because of you and your personality, I will, much rather work with you and maybe I made a half a percent less than if I were to work with somebody on you know the Wolf of Wall Street who all they sure. care about is making me the bottom right. dollar roar, right. you know, like yeah, they're but they're not good to work with. I don't enjoy mm-hmm. working with them. And yes, they make me tons of money, but uh, I don't really feel a personal connection yeah, to yeah. so that's well, that's we thing talk about well. things like giving, you know, in, in your financial plan, how much should you be giving? Now that's mm-hmm. kind of totally contrary to accumulating as much money as humanly possible. Yeah. But um, if it's something that fulfills you and you feel, yeah, I think we all kind of know there's some place or somebody or some organization we need to give money to, and that needs yep. to be part of a financial uh, part of a financial plan. I agree, and, and honestly, even with that, you know, there's a saying goes around some of the groups I'm a part of is "givers gain." You yeah. know, and it, yep. but you have to give without expecting to get right. back. But givers really, they truly do gain. The more you give out for free, the more you do to help others, the more you do end up getting. And it may not be from that person that you help. And that's the big thing you have to remember that, Mm -hmm. you know, David, I help you out, but you may not be in in a spot even right now or never to help me out. But that's okay because somebody that you know may be like, man, Philip was really nice to him, helped him out. I'm going to help Philip out now or whatever, you know, whatever the situation may be. But the more you give, the more you end up gaining in the long run. So, and I love that you put that in as part of your financial practice thing. That's super important to be able to give back because we as humans need to do that to help fill our cups as well. Well, nobody's ever been on the proverbial deathbed and said, man, 40 years ago when Philip needed some help and I gave him 50 bucks, I wish I didn't do that because I would, you know, that $50 would have turned into 400 with compounding interest and I'd be, then I'd be about to die with 400 more dollars. Now, most people probably say, you know what, I probably should have given them more money and there's probably other, you know, yeah. so, so there's generosity is, is an important thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, cool. Well, before we wrap it up, uh, you and I prepared for the show and we talked about some questions, but I always, I always, uh, I drop uh, the, the unsolicited question on everybody because we are the weekly wealth podcast and we do talk about the mindsets, the tactics and strategies to help you to build and maintain wealth. So I would like to know what Philip Sessions definition of true wealth is. So what's your definition of true wealth? Hmm. I had to think of a definition. That's, that's a good question. So for me, it's really just being able to do the things that I want to do and be able to help those that I want to help. Uh, to me, that, that's, that's really wealth and just love and family, just being able to have the family there and everything. Something that I always think about as far as like getting rich and stuff as well is really just being able to, and I guess this kind of goes into wealth, but being able to write a check for somebody, maybe they, they're having car troubles. They've just been struggling. They need a new car. I go write a check for five or 10 or 20,000, whatever it is. And I don't even notice it. It's yep. like, 
not not even a drop in the bucket in my bank account. That to me is wealth and just being able to give and, and not asking for anything in return. You know, that's, that's way beyond like super, super uber wealthy, but that's something I always think about and the, the goal for myself that I can start doing things like that. Just write a check and all right, well, let's keep moving on. Like didn't even notice yep. it. Yeah. Yep. No, I love it. I love it. And it, you've, you've, you've kept the string going. Everybody who answers that question, not once has somebody given me a dollar amount. When I have a million dollars or $10 million, I'll be, I'll be, I'll have wealth. Everybody has some version of freedom and being able to care for other people. So, so that, yeah. um, uh, and maybe that's the kind of people that I attract to this podcast. So I, I love it. So, well, cool. Well, you are working on putting together the Upstate Small Business Conference in Upstate South Carolina. Um, that's going to be in July of 2022, coming up uh, real soon. We'll have the link for registration and the website in the show notes. But if you're in the Upstate of South Carolina, there's going to be some speakers uh, talking about entrepreneurship, uh, building value in your business, and just how to run your business. Because again, the entrepreneurs of this world, we, we can be tugged in 50 different directions. And, and I love when entrepreneurs kind of come together to help each other. So check out the show notes for that. And then you also um, had an offer for a free consultation. So tell people how they would contact you and a little bit how that would work. 